And then I was reminded about this, that I could be an entrepreneur and I do like to take risks, especially because when you're older, you're like, who cares? I'm going to go for it. And if someone doesn't like it, whatever, that's me. But if they like it, that's fun, right? Join in on the fun. The future of dentistry belongs to the innovators. Welcome to Innovation in Dentistry. I'm your host, Sean Zayas, and I believe that the future of dentistry is going to be unbelievably great over the next decade and two decades. But the question isn't that. The question is, are you going to be part of what makes dentistry great? Okay, so today I could not be more excited to have with me the hygiene hygiene panure, uh, Tiffany Whippen. And before I set you up, Tiffany, let me just say thank you so much for letting me interview you today. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure and my absolute opportunity to be on your show. I mean, your podcast is awesome. So thank you, Sean. Well, Tiffany, just even uh, in the kind of like pre-interview, even though we don't spend a lot of time there, just catching your energy, I am super excited for this episode. Um, and so dental, like innovation in dentistry, like what what am I specifically talking about, right? Because there's, there's lots of clinical breakthroughs. Um, there's lots of technological breakthroughs. And I think those are all incredibly important. But before you get either of those innovations, it starts with someone crazy enough to say, why not? Why not me? Like, why, why can't I step up, step out and pioneer positive change? And that is exactly what you're doing. I would love yeah. to know about your story in dentistry. Um, and then we can find out exactly how you got to where you're at today. But just starting out, how in the world did you even get into dentistry? Well, I was really lucky. I had a dentist who absolutely cared about me and I was her patient and I was young with a newborn baby. I mean, this was a long time ago, Sean. I mean, I'm 51 now. So, you know, this was huh, over 30 years ago. And she said, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, I don't know, just be a mom and, and raise my son and, and maybe be a waitress. I mean, that was my answer. And she said, you know what? After I get done cleaning you and taking care, you're going to sit and I want you to be an assistant for just an hour. Do you have an hour with me? Well, that hour changed my life because she threw a lab coat on me and I got to share in the moment with she and her patient and I assisted with the filling and got so close that she kind of had to push me off because I was so engaged and so like excited about that moment. and. I saw the happiness and care that she delivered to her patient. And it was like, I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. And so oh, she mentored oh, me. I, I had to stop you because I've never heard anything like this. I've never heard about someone being in the chair and then getting offered for the right immediately after to work with that that so was it wait, wait was it the hy hygienist saying this or was it the dentist it was the dentist and and then from there she took me and she said okay there's there's the the back that's assisting so how about tomorrow you show up and for an hour you can be in the front office and just greet patients and i and i had done um like the reception of 
major salons like hair salons and things in the past. Um, but I said, okay, you know, this is fine. And later she had said to me, the reason why she gave me that opportunity is because I had a gift with people. And she saw that in me, like previous visits. She had been my dentist for, and my family dentist for a long time. So she said, you have a gift with people. And I think you should be doing something more than what you're thinking, right? I mean, we just don't know till we know. And the minute that she let me serve that in that role, I was just like hooked and just bought in and I loved it. I love taking care of people. I love serving. So from that time period to when all of a sudden you decided to go to school for hygiene, how long of a gap was that? Oh gosh, I was, I went from her office to uh, working in a big, big practice with like 13 op operatories, then went on to hospital dentistry where I helped with the developmentally disabled and to get their dental care in the hospital setting. Um, and then from there went on to regional management where I managed multiple practices, wrote systems, manuals, and onboarded uh, doctors and staff and worked a long time as far as front office administration. And then I had a life-changing experience that, you know, had me kind of sit back and go, okay, I need to do something else in, either in this field or somewhere else. I went through a relationship change. I went through a divorce and I had two small children and it was like, I've got to make a move here to make sure that my children's livelihood were taken care of. And um, and I love dentistry and I love the hygienist that worked with us. And I thought, what about hygiene? I, she always looks like she has so much fun and she has those great relationships with her patients. And, and so, you know what, my, my dentist, I worked for totally supported me. He even paid the down payment for my hygiene school, which was unheard of. Um, and then I was off and running. So, you know, practiced, uh, hygiene for, gosh, since 2015, um, and saw how many times I grew the dental practice from the front, and then I figured out a way to grow the practice from the hygiene chair and do it super effective and was able to deliver that message and the, and the way it's done to other hygienists. And boy, it's just been great the way that my career has evolved, but I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for everybody who has supported me through the years. Well, Tiffany, it sounds like regardless of what role you were in, you couldn't help but learn, understand what was going on and make improvements to, to the practice that you're a part of. I mean, as so, so did you stay as an assistant as you were growing into helping with management or did you, you go straight from like an assistant to actually like an office manager? I went from an assistant to a file manager. Like that was my term. Like I, I just took files and put them in 13 practice, 13 operatories. This practice was huge. And that was my only job was to get up and down on a ladder. And this is, this is before they had electronic charts, right? I had a, I had the physical charts and that was my job. And I remember after one week of doing that job, my arms were hurting because it, it was so taxing with all the charts and all this stuff. And so, but from there, I just worked really hard and continued in the different areas of the front office. And I love systems. I loved writing systems and making 
um, areas that whatever area I was in, making it really cut, like really systemized and ha operational and streamlined. And, um, and so I found out pretty quick what I actually was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, that's crazy though, because it seems like you have two gifts that are not always complementary, in the sense that you have the gifting with people and the emotional intelligence and that ability to connect with other people, which is, is pretty rare. And then you also have this almost like more engineering type mindset or, or brain of being able to create systems and processes, which is a very different skill set. So the fact that you have both of those that come together, um, that makes you a pretty dangerous asset in the practice because you can offer value in the, the main areas where a practice needs value, like really connecting with patients and at the same time providing those systems and those processes that can really elevate the practice. So like practice owners must have loved you. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's been so nice because also I'm kind of, a, I don't know, when you think about that, that racehorse, that's like, okay, there's the prize winning racehorse, but you got to hone her in, you got to hone her in. Well, luckily I worked for dentists that were just like, oh my gosh, look at this. Look what I've got here. Okay. Okay. We got to sit down and we got to figure this out. And so, you know, the last dentist that I worked for, for 11 years, he and I had, have still a great relationship where we can sit down and look at things and go, okay, how can we systematically make this work for everybody, streamline it so it's really easy, and then make sure that it's repeatable so that way we don't have to think about it again. It's like muscle memory, right? Which makes work environment a lot less stressful, more productive, and then you can just focus on the fun of the act, not doing the act, right? Now, I didn't want to pass over this, but you went through hygiene school as a single mom? Yes, I, I actually fast-tracked it. I did the fastest program because I had adult bills. I owned a home, um, and I had to do it like no breaks. And, um, you know, thankfully, both of my children were super bought in. They were young, you know, um, and we, we juggled travel baseball and softball. We, we, we juggled life stuff right and and i for a time period did work full-time then and also went to school full-time because i had to provide so you know i i i learned from my parents to be a hustler and to you know we always had a couple of jobs so but then hygiene school made me quit the one job they were like no you can't do this anymore you've got to really focus on this and um but thankfully i was able to get through it i passed the first time I had a lot of support, and I was the first one working out of my class. I mean, the license hit at 2 a.m., and I was working at 8 a.m., temping. Um, and it was so cool because that doctor gave me a check on the first day, and I was like, oh, this is so awesome because I haven't made any money in a couple of years, so this is fabulous, you know? I mean, so Tiffany, you just seem like boundless energy. Uh, and like joy, but still there must've been times when you got up and it's like, life was challenging. This was, this was difficult. And yeah, you had little mouths to feed, but you know, like there's probably tons of times where you could have given up. Um, yeah. can, can you think of like a, a moment when, I don't know, like, did, did you ever hit like a rock bottom in, in this, in this journey of yours in dentistry where, where you didn't really want to get out of bed or you didn't want to keep going? 
Absolutely. So before I went to hygiene school, I did experience burnout um, from being a regional manager and I did leave for a year and I came back. But the biggest moment of my life where I hit rock bottom was when I was doing that hygiene and single parent back and forth working. I, I mean, I worked five, six, five, six just to provide and, you know, pay the student loans and all of that. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I'm physically unhealthy. I weigh 300 pounds. This has got to stop. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm doing my superstar the best I can as a hygienist and I'm doing my rah-rah for my children. But I was looking at myself and I'm like, okay, this is not okay. I'm not paying attention to me. And so at that moment, I just, I, I did exactly that. I hit rock bottom. I was really scared. I was diagnosed with sleep apnea by my doctor and I was trying to be an example to my patients and I took the test and I was like, oh gosh, okay, I don't have diabetes, but I do have high blood pressure and I do have sleep apnea. It's time for me to lose this weight. I, I got to stop. I got to stop acting like it's not happening and get real with the scale. Just get real with my health, you know? Um, and so it took me about a year and it's all in my book. I put it all in there um, and I lost all the weight and I've kept it off since uh, 2016 is when I finally had it all off. Um, but it's like something in me that drives me. Like anytime I see a challenge, I'm like, you know what? I lost 158 pounds. I can do that. Even if I'm scared, I can do that, you know? So I think that's my little lightning, you know, my little boom, get going, Tiff. You're good. I was just going to ask you, how much did you lose? And then yeah. you said 158 pounds in 12 months? Yeah, I hired my daughter's trainer. Both of my kids play collegiate uh, baseball and softball. And when the doctor told me I was allowed, I hired my daughter's trainer. And boy, he he was amazing. I mean, um, and I, I was, again, the support. I mean, I, I honestly feel like I would be nothing unless I had the support of not just my family, which I have a great family, but also the people that my little circle family of dental all around me and and baseball softball parents that surrounded me with so much love and my patients too because they saw me losing the weight they were the ones that also every time they'd come see me every three months or six months or they would say good job keep it up you look great you're doing how do you feel and i'm like oh my gosh i don't have sleep apnea anymore all these positive things were happening. I had I had energy then, but then I really have, I mean, you know, we love to dance. We love to have fun while we're doing our continuing education cruises and all of this. And, and I'm the first one out there because I can. That's the motivation. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. You know, I can finally just do whatever. So. Tiffany, I have this podcast simply because I believe there's so many dental professionals out there that can hear between what we're saying and they know that thing in their heart that is a dream that they're maybe scared to pursue. Maybe right. they're scared to step up, step out and try something new or make that serious life change. And just like you said, the importance of a support system, the importance of a community that is around you. Um, 
no one needs to try to go solo and be like Rambo totally. and just do it on their own. That's the surest strategy for burnout uh, and for failure. Um, and I think the dental industry right now, there are so many beautiful communities mm-hmm. um, that are supportive, that encourage uh, just growth and, and that will challenge um, I absolutely love that. But your story is so encouraging. I mean, that's like, I know sometimes the starting is the hardest because you, maybe you get excited, um, you're willing to do this, but but the connective tissue says no. Like, you know, you have a few workouts and then all of a sudden you're super sore and then your body goes into shock and then you're like, what was I, what was I thinking? Like thinking that I could actually do this because I maybe got used to a sedentary life. And now all of a sudden I'm having to restart the system. Right. And yet you pressed on through all the obstacles that normally come to, to just get someone to fall back into whatever lifestyle they had before. Can, can you share um, a mindset shift that happened during this time that you learned or, or a mindset that you had to get rid of in order to continue uh, to press on and persevere? Of course. Well, it's all a timing thing, right? I mean, everybody always says, oh, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. And for me, it really, it was the right time in that moment because I was in a place in my life where I could focus on me. I didn't have infant children that I was getting up in the middle of the night with or anything like that. Um, I wasn't having to study for hygiene school. Um, Everything was like, okay, it's time. And so I didn't want to let anybody down that supported me. That was another thing is that I really love to serve. I re- and I also really like to make sure that anybody around me is like proud, proud, proud of how I'm doing and proud of me and not, I don't want to disappoint anybody. And so for me, it was like, I had all these people support me. I'm not going to let them down. I had my family behind me. I'm not going to let them down. And my children, they need me in 30 years. I'm not going to let them down. And so I really did feel like after I lost the weight that I had a bigger calling. And um, I didn't know exactly what it was. But again, my doctor and then my, my boyfriend, who is now my husband, was like, you should write a book. And I said, really? I've never written a book, you know, I've never even written an article for like a magazine or anything. And they said, no, it's time. You write all these systems. All you have to do is put it in a book. And, but it took me two and a half years to write that book. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Um, But once I got it all done, I can't believe how many people have embraced it. And, you know, I wrote the book before I had a company. Most people have a company and then they write a book. Well, I wrote this book just to have as like a systems and inspirational type of a novel because it's it's kind of thick. I, I kept writing and my husband's like, you got to be done. It's almost 300 pages. You got to be done. And so I wrote the book and then the business came and a lot of business and and a lot of people that are like, come tell us your story. Will you help me? I mean, I get, I get emails every day and I answer them from people in our industry, new grads, people that I've been practicing a really long time, male and female coming to me and saying, I need help with this. What are your thoughts on this? And it's my duty. It's my, it is part of my service to answer everybody and, and just make sure they have the support like I had. 
That's it. Yeah. yeah. Tiffany, you are such an agent of transformation. I mean, the fact that you were able to go through your own transformation the way you did. Seriously, it's still boggling my mind because I have such respect for that. Thank you. Um, oh, I, I, even just the struggle you had to go through um, to keep motivation, to keep it in front of you, to hang on to the vision, um, to overcome every single obstacle, and including like just cravings. I love food. <laughs> like, yeah. I love food. And there's so many times where I'm like, okay, I need to do like a little three or seven day fast. And the timing never seems right because there's always a holiday. There's always a celebration or, you know, even just my wife and I, we like celebrating just with like dessert or a special food. Yeah. And to finally just be like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm comfortable and this is my life, but I'm going to be radical about what it is I'm going after. Having yeah. that tenacity and that resilience, Tiffany, is what so much of the world needs. Um, like you're such a beacon of light and I think the whole world needs it, not just dentistry, but I'm so thankful that dentistry has you because you're not just someone that can lead transformation, you know, personal transformation. You can, but so many dental professionals uh, need what you have. Uh, let's go back to when you were starting to write the book, um, you know, and, and you're kind of like, I don't know, like, tell me about what, what was the self-doubt that was there? Because um, like you said, you, you don't have this history of being a writer. <laughs> you probably didn't identify yourself as a writer. Uh, what were some of the struggles you had to overcome while writing your book? Well, I'm an extrovert. And so my whole thing is social and people. I, I just have to engage with social and people. And that's why I love hygiene and being in a dental practice with the team. But for me, it was those moments of just sitting in solitude with my thoughts and I'm writing and it's not natural for me at all. And so I found a way to do it, which I guess is kind of unconventional, but maybe it's, maybe it's okay. Um, every day I would, when I would go to work, I would speak into my phone. And so, you know, I started with my 25 chapters, you know, and that's how I started. And then I just, whatever was my inspiration that morning, I was like, oh, I'm talking about that chapter. I, I'm remembering things. Maybe I dream about it the night before. And then I would speak into my phone and it was conversational. And when the book was all said and done, when you read it, it turned out conversational, which is, it's perfect because it fits my social vibe, right? And so it's a, it's a different, it's a different type of read because it is that conversational read, but it was, it's that way because I spoke into my phone. So I was over to, I was able to overcome that challenge, that unnatural part of me that, you know, and um, I just found a way somehow I found a way and it worked. Thank goodness. Well, I was just going to say, you are a speaker, you have a voice and that voice needs to be heard. I imagine you have a lot more speaking opportunities now that you have the business and the book. Um, do you podcast? That's our next step. Um, I do have my digital digest that goes out. It's called Your Hygiene Headquarters. And I thought to myself, you know, uh, once the Tennessee move is kind of dust is unsettled there because it's it's gotten a lot of, it's a little crazy moving across country, um, that I would start a podcast called Your Hygiene Headquarters because it's not about me, it, it's about all the hygienists in our industry and dentists that I want to make sure we're supporting their practices, their vision, 
and the hygienist uh, vision as well, and that real team unity. So, um, yes, we're that's that's next step. Absolutely. Well, um, 100%. I'm like behind you, and I love what you're doing. Uh, I've been podcasting for about five years now with under a different podcast, The Authentic Dentist, with my dear friend, Dr. Allison House. Um, she's amazing. And then I just started this one. I don't know, maybe, maybe, well, by the time this is aired, <laughs> it would have been in June of 23. Awesome. Um, so any way I can help even just with like the technical aspects, um, whatever, I am a resource for you because I want your podcast to launch simply because, um, yeah, your voice is just so important. And I love your message. Thank so tell you. me, you launched the book yes. and you say out of the book started the company. Tell me about what happened there. So I would go to conferences again, because I'm social. Um, and I always go with a mission. So I don't know if a lot of people do this, but I'll write down all the names of the people that I really want to meet that inspire me that just, I don't know that I'm fans of. Um, and I'll go there with a purpose. And that is to make new friends and friends that really that I could help support and that maybe their message speaks to me. Um, and so when I would go to these conferences and start meeting people, all of a sudden they're like, how did I not know you before? And I'm like, cause I'm the shiny new penny that, you know, I'm just coming out right now. I mean, you know, I'm 51 years old, but I'm just now, you know, done with the whole raising kids thing. And I'm, I'm evolving into this whole other, um, type of, uh, practitioner. And now I am it's servicing the industry more, you know, and I was, I was just servicing my practice, my patients and all that. But now I get to go service the industry. I get to service other dentists and their practices, uh, meeting planners. I, I get invited and I can go and, and if I can enhance any part of their meeting with a little fun and joy and, and a ton of really great information, then that's great. And, but it seems like the more people I meet, they like, you know, the authenticity, they like the book, um, and they're, they're digging it. So it's, it's cool. It's really fun. Well, I love what you were just saying, because it reminds me of like just stewardship principles. Um, so much of life is about stewarding what we've been given. And then once we're faithful, you know, expanding kind of our reach and our influence and then stewarding our area there. And yet so many people want to go straight to the stage or, or straight to like national influence without taking care of like the circles that they are responsible for. And right. here you were such a faithful mom. Here you were in your practices that you're you were there. You're such a faithful, you know, hygienist and manager before that. And I just feel like that's something that marks you. Like you're just known by the faithfulness that you have. So again, Tiffany, I'm just such a fan of you. Like Thank I can't believe you. we haven't met before. Um, I, like, did you always know you were an entrepreneur? Um, because the way you think, the way you take risks, um, it just seems so entrepreneurial to me. Like, when did that light bulb go on? Like, Hey, I, I can, I don't know. I can, I can pursue the dream in my heart because this is who I am. So when I left dentistry, I experienced burnout as a administrator, regional manager, and I left for a year and I, I started a European body wrapping business and 
it was the coolest thing because I did it at all these spas. I did weddings. I would go to different event centers for, for brides and, and all of this. And that was a lot of fun. And then I had an idea. I called one of the famous newscasters in San Diego and his name was Rod Luck. And I said, dude, I could wrap you. It would be so funny. We could put this muscle suit on you, like before you're one way, and then we break the camera. You know, you're you're not on air anymore. We'll put the muscle suit on you. I'll wrap you again, and then I'll unwrap you on air, and you'll have all these muscles exposed. It'll be. And he was he's a really funny guy. He went for it. So here I am, not even like six months into business, and I'm on I'm on television, wrapping this guy, and. It was so fun and I continued doing that and my business blew up. I had to hire people and, but then I missed dentistry. I missed it. And so I was like, you know what? I got to put that aside. And I just left that and went right back to the dental practice. And I just kept being drawn back. Um, and then I was reminded about this, that I could be an entrepreneur and I do like to take risks, especially because when you're older, you're like, who cares? I'm going to go for it. And if someone doesn't like it, whatever, that's me. But if they like it, that's fun, right? Join in on the fun. Um, and I think it was like, it was last year that I was like, okay, this book is done. It's a good book. People are telling me they really like it. I was afraid at first to hand it out, but because it's your heart, you know, but once they got it and then I heard the affirmations that they would say, oh, we really like it. This is so good. And I'm like, okay, my doctor was right. My doctor who helped me and encouraged me, my husband was right. You know, my encouraging husband was right. And so now I have total confidence on anything I do. And, and I don't take a second guess. I just do it. Like the first time I spoke on stage last year, I was in the full-on hygienepreneur costume and you know what? Who cares? Like, who gets on stage in a costume? But you know what? I was feeling it. And I, I love I love what the hygienepreneur has to stand for, for hygienists and, and for dental practices. And so I wanted to show that. And so I wore the costume. And it was super fun. I'm getting so inspired here because I, like, this is what I'm even needing to hear. Uh, there's still so many times that I, I second guess or I wonder about the negative outcome that could happen. So then I, I don't do it. And nobody wins when you don't step up. Nobody wins when you choose not to shine your light. So you know, true. And, and I hope our listeners really get that because even what you were saying about your mindsets, uh, Tiffany, is so uncommon because you were saying, I don't like letting people down. I don't want to disappoint somebody. But that can be taken the other way, too. Right. Like everyone views me as a successful dentist. I don't want to disappoint people. So if I start something new, I might let them down because it won't be successful. And next thing you know, I'm embarrassing myself and I might let people down. So right. that same exact, um, the way that you're wired could have been something that restricted you yeah. or that you partnered with fear about. But instead you're like, no, I'm going to use that to my advantage because I'm going to put myself on the line. I'm going to tell people what I'm doing. And because I don't want to let them down, it's just going to be added motivation for me to succeed. And it's like, that is such a high performing mentality Thank to take you. even something that could be 
a, a weakness or vulnerability and turn it into something that's just going to uh, even provide more energy and motivation. Like I, oh, you are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is, you know, what's really cool is when you take a chance and you're like, okay, this is going to be crazy. I don't know if they're going to like it, but you know what? I wasn't on stage a month ago, so whatever, right? And then you do it, whatever it is, and it goes well. And then you're like, oh yeah, I'm never going to second guess myself again, ever. And so, you know, that's, that's what it's about. It's about speaking from your heart and just speaking the truth at, at all times. And you don't always have to be super polished and, and all of this. And you don't have to be always all put together because none of us are. And so the minute I think that, you know, we're just kind of like, have the courage, be real with yourself and just go out there and do it. And you know what? The community will respect you because you had the gumption to do it. You had the gumption to push through anything that was telling you not to, not to do it. And you just did it. And that's a beautiful thing. I, I just think that's amazing. And I see people around me doing that all the time, all the time. And I just... I'm just empowered by their power, you know? Even that, though, you see other people doing it. Instead of being jealous or instead of being threatened by it, you allow their courage to encourage you and yeah. to embolden you. Like, again, these are like world-class <laughs> outlooks that you have Aww. that just allow people to get uplifted toward action. One of, one of, my, one of the main things that I see um, it's like, I know dentistry is going to be great in 10 years. Right. And my encouragement to everybody is like, are you going to be part of what makes it great? And it's like, when I look to the left and to the right, I feel like all of us pioneers are holding the same line where we're just trying to advance dentistry. Mm -hmm. But when you look to the left and the right, Tiffany, there are some vacancies, right? There are some people that still aren't at that show where they could have met you or they could have met me. There are some people that haven't raised their hands yet. And I haven't found them, so I can't interview them. I can't tell the world about what they're doing. Right. And that's why to anyone listening right now, it's like, if that's you, don't start tomorrow. Just start today. Take a step. So many of the people I interview, Tiffany, when I talk to them, I'm like, did you know you'd get to where you're at right now? And they're like, when I first took a step, I had no idea. I didn't brilliantly architect it. I just kept taking steps. And opportunities happen, and things started taking shape. And I, I didn't really know, like, sure, I had an, a vision, but it's when we have this, like, um, we, we get like that paralysis of, man, I have to perfectly figure out the strategy of how I'm going to succeed, of how the market's going to receive me perfectly. And it just doesn't work. So, no. so Tiffany, even now you, you launched the book, the business gets launched. Tell me about some of the things that you've been doing even since then, or, or what's in, in works right now, because there's so many things you're doing. So here's what's really important too, is that it's okay to be in beta for a while, you know, and beta means for the listeners that don't know, cause I had to learn this term too, as a new entrepreneur, it's being in the beginning of things and working through the little minutia and then it figures it itself out or you figure it out. Right? So for me, not having my business blow up like boom, right away was good because I figured out what was the right path to take and then do it slowly 
and then I can maneuver and go around a corner and do all of this because I was in beta for a while. And there's different aspects of my life and my business that I'm still in beta and I'm still working through the minutia of the specifics. So that's important. I just wanna make sure people know that, that it's not like you step out on the stage and you're an instant star, you know, like, you know, these singers that are like, oh, none, none of them got instantly famous and recognized. No, they had to play those little nightclubs. They had to play for little weddings and churches, big churches and all of this, right? And then they got discovered and they, they figured out their path. So, but what's happening is because I'm kind of maneuvering very slowly and very methodically, now we're getting into this whole other level of, you know, success supporting the industry. So I've seen through the years that I always like to have fun doing CEs. Like I gravitate towards the events that are not like 15 years ago. I gravitate towards the one where I can have fun. I can dance. I can be me. I can, I can dress super amazing professional or I can wear something glittery or I can wear a costume, whatever. And so I'm finding kind of what makes me feel good as a dental professional and provider. And when I get my CEs, I want to have a good time. So looking at that, my husband and I discussed about doing CEs in the country. My family has lived in Nashville now for six years and totally enjoy it. They love the country. We've been coming every two months to Nashville. And I said to myself, we got to host CEs there in the country. We got to do, because I love riding horses. My husband and I are super country style. We grew up with animals and all of this. And so we were not successful in finding an event center that wouldn't give us, we don't like a lot of barriers and rules. And so we purchased 16.2 acres in the country and we are building an event center to host retreats, events, weddings, dental industry CEs. We're going to have hygiene hoedown in the country. We're going to have dental dude ranch retreats in the country. And all of this is going to happen first quarter next year, 2024. So that's the big one is like, I mean, who would have known a year ago that I would have even said to my husband, hey, what do you think? And him go, uh, yeah, we're doing that. So number one, thank God I have John as the number one support ever. And the dental industry is like welcoming this news and just loving this. And so that's the big one is, is we're talking backyard pick and party, barbecues, music, hay rides, a night in downtown Nashville, you know, having fun. And yes, learning things for you to have the top 1% hygiene department anywhere right? Building that hygiene practice within a practice, but having fun, doing the networking, doing some mini masterminding over a couple of days, working through issues that we have in our practices and doing it together, but country style. Okay. So I love that. You just showed exactly how innovation takes place. You and your husband have an idea, you pursue it and you realize wow, there's not a facility that is actually meant for what our dream is. Yeah. So what do we do? 
we decide to buy the land yeah. and build one. Yeah. Like that is exactly I think that's a clue even for for people listening. It's like so often when you encounter pain or when you encounter obstacles in your profession, that's a great way to start thinking how could I do this differently? Yes. Like how would I want to do this? Um, I think one of the favorite things I ever heard someone say is like, write the book you want to read, start the podcast you'd like to listen to, create the YouTube channel that you would want. I love like, that. Like create the CE event that Tiffany would have dreamt of being part of. And that's exactly what you're doing. You are trailblazing. You are pioneering. Uh, this is so exciting. So if I'm listening right now and I'm like, okay, well, I want to uh, either find out where I can get the book or I want to hire you for consulting, or I want to be part of this, where do you want people's eyeballs to go? Just email me at tiffany at thehygienepreneur.com. The website is thehygienepreneur.com. Um, and just, yeah, you can connect with me there or on any of the socials. I'm, I'm always on there. And uh, God, we'd love to have you out at the ranch. And it's, it's Cedar Creek Ranch. So there are events at Cedar Creek Ranch. That's what the, the ranch is called. So, and eventually we will have a website called meet at cedarcreek.com. Because um, we, we bought the URL. We're such entrepreneurs. I mean, I, I own so many URLs. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Because of all the ideas. I get. know. Like, I'm like, I'm buying that. And so hygiene hoedown, boom. Dental Dude Ranch Retreat, Tiffany owns that. You know, and it's it's just been so much fun, you know, just to have all of that in our minds. And I'm like, okay, when we're building this barn, I need six horse stalls for the horses. And then my little niece is like, are you going to have a mini donkey? And I'm like, uh, yes, we'll have a mini donkey. Check. Yeah. She's like, can I name it? I said, yes, you're going to have to come out and clean up after your donkey. But yes, you can name your donkey. <laughs> Super cute. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. So what what is the mission um, for the hydrapreneur? What is the mission? That you're on? So here's the mission. The mission is to absolutely serve and support the dental industry, all aspects from the dentist to the hygienist, but to really serve that practice. So that way it can be successful and be there the next day so it can serve the team that's working there. It can serve the patients that come there. It's about that. When the practice wins, then we all have a place to go tomorrow. And I always say, thank God, thank goodness, our dentist went to dental school because you know, it all starts there. And then all the hygienists, whatever hygiene dreams they have, it all goes from there. So, and it's all fine. And and I just want to support any practitioner and where they want to go, whether it's in the op, out of the op, um, if they're in, the in that dental practice and they need help with services, I'll step in there. Um, it's just whatever helps really promote achievement, that transformation, um, and that support like I've gotten. And that's it. That's what it's about. It's about giving back, you know? I, yeah, I'm such a fan and I Thank know you. people listening are going to become fans. All right. So for the next five years of your life, if that was the chapter of a book, what would that chapter be called? Well, uh, I guess to 
absolutely pass the baton to others that can go on and do the same thing with their with their vision and their heart um, and just really lift them up. Just like the cover of my book, I'm standing there, the superhero hygienist, and it's my doctor's practice up there. There's the patients in that practice and the team. Well, that's what the hygienepreneur wants to be for other practitioners, just lifting them up and whatever they want to fulfill in their life, we want to support that 100%. I love that. Okay, so are you ready for this closing question? Okay. <laughs> so Tiffany of today is walking down the street and far off in the distance, you see 18-year-old Tiffany. And you know you only have a brief moment to communicate one sentiment to her. What do you share? I share to be you. Be you. Follow your heart. Don't doubt it. And give back because it feels really good. It feels really good to give back and serve. Amen. So to our listeners, Tiffany is giving you permission and challenging you to be you, uh, to step out. Uh, now is the best time. Um, follow your dreams. Tiffany, it has been so easy to honor you oh. as an innovator, as Thank someone that's you. pioneering positive change. Um, the light that you have is so bright, and I'm so on board with it just being brighter. However, I can support you, uh, help share what you're doing, I, I'm just a massive fan. I'm so thankful that that I got to discover who you were on this interview. Um, and again, just thank you so much for letting me interview you today. Gosh, thank you for having a platform for us to come on and just share and just, you know, just have fun and be ourselves, you know, and to all the listeners, thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast and being listeners and showing up dr sean's voice and mission to serve as well and because i mean if we didn't have everybody out there coming on board and listening then you know it would be fun just to talk to you and i but it makes it way more fun to have everybody else out there right so totally yeah and i would love to schedule another one with you um to hype the event right beforehand because i would love to uh, just get more eyeballs on that as well. Absolutely. And you know, it'd be fun if you did a live podcast from the barn. Hey, if you, if I can come, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. You and your family, we could have you out as guests and we could do a live during an event. It'd be so much fun. Do a live podcast from the barn and, you know, just like in between, you know, swinging around dancing then we can do a podcast and then jump back into a ce and you know all of that good stuff so for the listeners you do realize that tiffany and i could do this for the next hour <laughs> now <laughs> as entrepreneurs go back and forth and that's exactly what we'll do when we stop recording i love this i love this but tiffany again seriously thank you so much thank you all thank you so much dr sean i appreciate you and just having me on today i'm i was so excited all morning i was like ah I get to see, I get to get on there. This is so fun. It's like the best podcast ever. So fun. Thank you. Okay, well, now I do need to clear up one thing. I am not a doctor. Oh. So for anyone listening, I am, yes, I own a dental supply 
company, an electric toothbrush company. Oh my gosh. See, okay, look at, (laughs) see, see how it is when you just are real and you're just like, whatever. I, I thought this whole time that this was Dr. Sean and, and here I'm calling you doctor and you're so sweet. Thank you so much for telling maybe, me. Maybe I need to get a doctorate. You're speaking <laughs> it into existence, and I just need to get my doctor's degree. Who knows? No, but that's so cute. I just think it's so great. See how authentic I am? I'm like, whatever. Ah, sorry. But I love that, and you have a great podcast. So, And I had so much fun with you. So much fun. Thank you, Tiff. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank everybody who listened. Thanks for listening, and be sure to follow so you never miss an episode. To learn more about what's going on in dentistry, check out innovationindentistry.com.